Hello everyone, welcome to the FAA Podcast. Sorry about not having a show yesterday, we uh, got sidetracked by some stuff, but uh, show today, just me, happy Thanksgiving to everyone, uh, I'll probably say that again on Football Friday, but I uh, got the brown background for Thanksgiving, Friday we'll be wearing uh, our merch, our, our new Thanksgiving look. Uh, check that out on our web on our shop. Uh, just click the shop button on the top right corner of our website there, and you can get that. But uh, I'm gonna go over the weekend in football, college, NFL. Uh, scary Saturday. I've heard of scary Sunday. Uh, Sunday scaries. I've never heard of Saturday scaries. But that was what happened to the top five teams in the country. Uh, one of them going down there. And uh, we have a the semifinalists for the 2023 Hall of Fame class in the NFL. We'll get to that as well as all the key injuries and um, transactions there in the league. But uh, Friday we had San Diego State uh, beating New Mexico 34 to 10. Jalen Maiden for the Aztecs 15 to 25, 60 percent completion, 280 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Uh, New Mexico quarterback C.J. Montez, 15-23, 65.2%, 112-yards a pick, uh, 7 carries, 16 yards, and a touchdown. The rushing attack for the Aztecs was prevalent in this game. Keenan Christen, um, nice game for him, 10 carries, 102 yards, and a touchdown. Um, and then leading receiver on the night was San Diego State wide receiver Makai Shaw. Six catches, 120 yards, and two touchdowns there. Uh, defensively, I am going to go with San Diego State defensive lineman Justice Tavai. Not sure if he's Jelani's brother or not. But uh, five tackles, two solos, one sack, two and a half tackles for loss. San Diego State cover minus 14 and a half over 36. Saturday, early game, Navy. Upsetting number 20 UCF in the bounce house, 17 to 14. The midshipmen getting it done, passing just once. Xavier Arline uh, did not complete that ball there, uh, 0 for 1, but he did carry it 18 times for 24 yards and a touchdown rush there. Uh, Mikey Keene replaced John Rice Plumley after he got benched. Uh, Keene going 8 of 15, 53.3%, 123 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Plumley in his time during the game, 11 of 18, 61.1%, 107 yards, and an interception. Navy uh, fullback Daba Fofana, uh, again, I love that name. He led the game in rushing, 20 carries, 114 yards. Um, leading the game in receiving here, uh, UCF wide receiver Javon Baker. Six receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown. Again, UCF, the only team out of the two to have receiving yards. Um, defensively, a lot of good performances, but how about Navy linebacker John Marshall? Ten tackles, seven of them solos, four sacks, and four tackles for loss. Monster of a game for Mr. Marshall and the midshipmen. Navy, plus 15.5 underdogs, went out right under 53 easily. Number three, Michigan, a close one over Illinois, 19-17. Four field goals by kicker Jake Moody on the day for the Wolverines. 
J.J. McCarthy, 18 of 34, 52.9%, 208 yards, 7 carries, 18 yards. Uh, so uninspiring performance there. And then Illinois quarterback Tommy DeVito, 21 of 30, 70% completion, 178 yards. The real difference was the rushing game for both teams. Chase Brown for Illinois, back uh, to his old self after only having 98 yards last week. 29 carries, 140 yards, two touchdowns, three catches for 14 yards. Kept the Illini in the game all day. Uh, unfortunately, Michigan running back Blake Corum, Heisman candidate, got injured in this game. Don't know what his status is for Saturday against Ohio State, but we'll have to keep that in mind when we talk about that game on Friday. 18 carries, 108 yards, a touchdown, a fumble. Uh, that happened on the injury <clears throat> play there. And then two catches for 39 yards. Illinois wide receiver Casey Washington led the game in receiving six catches, 53 yards. <clears throat> and defensively, I'm going to go with Illinois defensive back Devin Witherspoon. Uh, five tackles, three solos, one and a half sack, uh, tackles for loss, and two pass deflections. <clears throat> Illinois plus 17 covered easily under 41 and a half. Number four, TCU also with the scare, walking it off on the uh, game winning field goal there. 29 28 over Baylor in Waco. Max Duggan, 24 35, 68.6%, 327 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Eight carries, 50 yards, and a rushing touchdown as well. Baylor quarterback Blake Shapin, 21 of 30, 70% completion, 269 yards, one touchdown, and a pick, seven carries for 20 yards. Leading rusher in this game was Baylor's running back Craig Squirrel Williams, 19 carries, 112 yards, also added three catches for five yards. <clears throat> Baylor ran the ball very effectively. Richard Reese and Quaylen Jones also scoring touchdowns for the Bears on the day. Leading receiver in this game, we had 200-yard guys. Baylor wide receiver Monterey Brown, six receptions, 123 yards. And TCU's wide receiver Tay Barber, five catches, 108 yards. Uh, Baylor tight end Kelsey Johnson, big factor on the uh, Bears almost upsetting TCU, scoring twice, uh, three catches, 30 yards, and a receiving touchdown. And then he had a two-yard rushing touchdown as well. Defensively, I think I'm going to go with TCU linebacker Johnny Hodges. Seven tackles, four solos, a half a sack, one and a half tackles for loss. Baylor cover plus two, so close one there. Under 58 by one. Number eight, Alabama. Nice 34-0 shutout of FCS Austin P. Uh, Bryce Young, 18-24, 75%, 221 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Austin P. quarterback Mike Delello, 20 of 32, 62.5%, 147 yards, two picks, and a fumble. Uh, we also had two other quarterbacks for Alabama play, Jalen Milrow, 2 of 4, 50%, 23 yards a pick, two carries for 19 yards, and then Ty Simpson, 2, for, two of 2 uh, for 20 yards. <clears throat> Alabama running back Jace McClellan was a monster on the day. 17 carries, 156 yards, two touchdowns there. Also uh, having a great day, Alabama wide receiver Jermaine Burton. Seven receptions, 128 yards, and two touchdowns. Um, defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Austin Pease defensive back Demetrius Ford. Demetrius Ford. Uh, six tackles, five solos, uh, 
one sack, one tackle for loss, and a pass deflection. Also want to shout out Austin P. wide receiver Dre McCray. 12 receptions on the day for 92 yards. Austin P. covered, plus 44.5, under 59 easily. <clears throat> Number 19, Florida State crushing Louisiana, 49-17. Uh, the Raging Cajuns played quarterback Chandler Fields in this one, 19 of 36, 52.8%, 159 yards, one touchdown, and a rushing touchdown as well. Florida State played two quarterbacks, Jordan Travis, their normal starter, 9 of 14, 64.3%, 112 yards a touchdown, five carries, 38 yards, and two rushing touchdowns on the day. Uh, FSU also had quarterback A.J. Duffy, 1 of 4, 25%, 16 yards, and his one completion was a touchdown. <clears throat> um, Florida State running back Trey Benson led the game in rushing, 16 carries, 80 yards, a touchdown, and one catch for one yard. Florida State running back Trayshawn Ward, also nice day for him. Four carries, 37 yards, two touchdowns, and one seven-yard reception there. Louisiana wide receiver Michael Jefferson led the game in receiving six catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, I have to go with Florida State linebacker DJ Lundy. Six tackles, four solos, one and a half sacks, one and a half tackles for loss, and one pass deflection. Florida State covered minus 25 over 52 and a half. Virginia Tech giving Liberty its second straight loss. Uh, great win for head coach Brent Pry there, former Penn State defensive coordinator last year. 23-22 um, over Liberty, though. Grant Wells, 14 of 20, 70%, 148 yards for the Hokies. Liberty played two quarterbacks, Caden Salter, 12 of 18, 66.7%, 119 yards, 10 carries, 23 yards, and a fumble. Jonathan Bennett, 8 of 15, 53.3%, 98 yards, 9 carries, 20 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. So neither very effective there for the Flames. Uh, Virginia Tech running back Jalen Holston, great day for him on the ground. 26 carries, 99 yards, 3 rushing touchdowns there, 2 receptions for 5 yards. Also have to mention Liberty running back Shedro Lewis, uh, 9 carries, 64 yards on the ground. One six-yard reception and a 97-yard kick return touchdown as well. Liberty wide receiver Noah Frith led the game in receiving four catches, 74 yards. And a whole host of defensive performances here. I have to go with Virginia Tech defensive lineman Taiwan Garba there. Uh, six tackles, three solos, two sacks, three tackles for loss, and a QB hurry. Virginia Tech plus 10.5, under 46.5 by one and a half great game here as well Pitt beating duke 28 to 26 uh duke quarterback riley leonard 24 of 45 53.3 percent 290 yards three touchdowns and a rushing touchdown so pretty good day for him other than the completion percentage uh keaton slovis for Pitt there 15 of 32 46.9 percent 190 yards a touchdown two picks so unlike leonard not a great day for slovis but he had help because my guy, Pitt running back, Israel Abanaconda, 17 carries, 113 yards, and a touchdown. Also had two catches for 21 yards. Uh, Duke wide receiver Jordan Moore led the game and receiving massive game for him. 14 receptions, 199 yards of uh, Leonard's 290 there. One touchdown on the day for him as well. Defensively, have to go with Pitt defensive back Brandon Hill, 
eight tackles, three solos, one pass deflection, and a 30-yard fumble return for a touchdown was a key in uh, the Panthers' win in this game. Duke covered, though, plus 6.5, over 49. UTSA gets the 9-2. The Roadrunners annihilating Rice, 41-7 in Texas there. Uh, Rice, there was five different quarterbacks playing in this one. Two for UTSA, three for Rice. Rice quarterback A.J. Paget, uh, 7 of 18, 38.9%, 110 yards, a touchdown. UTSA quarterback Frank Harris ran all over the Owls defense. 11 of 14 passing, 78.6%, 103 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. Not the greatest numbers, but then you look at his rushing statistics. Seven carries, 124 yards, three rushing touchdowns for him, and also a fumble, so got to quell the turnovers there, Frank. But other than that, five total touchdowns on the day for Harris, 127 total yards there, 227 total yards. Uh, Rice quarterback Shaki Itrash, uh, 9 of 19, 47.4%, 89 yards and a pick. UTSA quarterback Eddie Lee Marburger, 4 of 8, 50%, 29 yards. And then finally Rice quarterback Wiley Green, 4 of 5, 80%, 26 yards and a fumble. Uh, UTSA running back Brendan Brady led the ball carriers on the day in rushing. Six cats carries, 67 yards. Uh, Rice wide receiver Bradley Rosner led the game in receiving, though. Four catches, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, um, I'm going to go with UTSA safety Clifford Chapman. Four tackles, one solo, two pass deflections, and a pick. UTSA covered easily, minus 14, under 56. Number 15, Kansas State winning over West Virginia, 48-31. Will Howard had a great day, 19-27, 70.4%, 294 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, and a rushing touchdown. Uh, West Virginia started quarterback Garrett Green here, 15-27, 55.6%, 204 yards, three touchdowns, two picks, uh, 12 carries, 17 yards, and a rushing touchdown as well. So four total touchdowns on the day. Garrett Green kept the Mountaineers in it most of the day there. Kansas State running back DJ Giddens led the game in rushing 12 carries, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Kansas State wide receiver Malik Knowles led the game in receiving here. Six receptions, 111 yards, and a touchdown. Also with a 100-yard receiving day here. What a day for West Virginia wide receiver Sam James. Three receptions, 102 yards, and all three of his receptions ended in touchdowns because he scored three times on the day. Also completed a pass for 12 yards. Defensively, three guys I want to not uh, note here. Kansas State defensive end Brendan Mott, eight tackles, five solos, three sacks, three tackles for loss. And then two defensive touchdown guys here, pick sixes. West Virginia safety Malachi Ruffin, four tackles, two solos, and a 43-yard pick six. And Kansas State's safety, Sincere Mason, three tackles, one solo, 37-yard pick six as well. Great defense uh, and an otherwise 79-point game. Kansas State covered minus eight over 54.5 easily. Like I said, 79 in that one. Great American Conference matchup, but not a great end here. Houston blowing the brakes off of East Carolina, 42-3. Clayton Toon, what a day, 32-44, of 
435 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. Six carries for 43 yards also. Uh, Holton Ehlers and Mason Garcia, the quarterbacks for the Pirates, struggled 15 of 30 for Ehlers, 50%, 182 yards. And then Garcia there, 2 of 5, 40%, 15 yards. ECU, though, did get a bright spot from running back Keaton Mitchell, led the game in rushing, 14 carries, 128 yards, two catches for eight yards as well. Leading receiver on the day, Houston uh, wide receiver Nathaniel Dell, nine receptions, 176 yards, a touchdown. Houston also had another 100-yard receiver. That was Matthew Golden, eight receptions, 127 yards, and two touchdowns there. Defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Houston defensive lineman De'Anthony Jones. Two tackles, both of them solos, one sack, two tackles for loss. Houston plus six, under 66 and a half. Number 23, Oregon State getting it done against Arizona State, 31 to 7. Uh, Oregon State, Ben Goldbranson, 15 of 21, 71.4%, 188 yards, a touchdown, 9 carries, 36 yards, and a rushing score as well. Arizona State, quarterbacks Trenton Borget, 20 of 32, 62.5%, 122 yards, 8 carries for 26 yards. Uh, Oregon State also played Tristan Gebbia at quarterback, 3 of 3. Uh, for 33 yards. They got a lot of help from running back Damian Martinez. Great night for him. 22 carries, 138 yards, two touchdowns there. Uh, Arizona State, the Sun Devils had their own 100-yard back as Zazavian Valade. My guy, I love him, coming from Wyoming. 13 carries, 109 yards, a touchdown, three catches for eight yards for that Sun Devil there. Oregon State tight end Jack Vailing uh, led the game in receiving three catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, I'm going to go with Arizona State defensive lineman Omar Norman Lott. Two tackles, both of them solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, and a pass deflection. Oregon State cover, minus seven, under 53.5. Number 18, Notre Dame, 44-0. Shout out to Boston College. Drew Pine, 13-25, 156 yards, one touchdown. Uh, the Eagles quarterback Emmett Moorhead, 9-22, of 20, 40.9%. 117 yards, three picks, two fumbles. Not a great day after their upset at NC State last weekend. Emmett Moorhead really struggling. Five turnovers in this one. Uh, Logan Diggs for the Irish here. 15 carries, 122 yards, a touchdown. One reception for 28 yards. Uh, Their other running back also had a great day. My guy, Audric Estime. 11 carries, 71 yards, and two touchdowns. Notre Dame tight end Michael Mayer led the game in receiving five catches, 64 yards. And uh, defensively got to go with Notre Dame corner Benjamin Morrison. Mentioned Moorhead for BC through three picks. Well, they all went to Benjamin Morrison as he tacked on one tackle, uh, and it was a solo tackle to go along with those three interceptions. Notre Dame covered minus 20 over 42 by themselves. Go Dogs! Number one, Georgia stays undefeated, sixteen to six over Kentucky. Again, the top five teams in the country struggled. Wasn't uh, a surprise to see Georgia struggle on the road in Lexington. Um, Will Levis for Kentucky, twenty of thirty-one, sixty-four and a half percent, two hundred six yards, one touchdown, a pick, five carries for twenty-six yards. Stetson Bennett for the Dogs, thirteen of nineteen, sixty-eight point four percent, one hundred sixteen yards, a pick, five carries, twenty-five yards. Very similar stat lines there. Um, for the two quarterbacks. 
However, Georgia's running back Kenny McIntosh was the difference in this one. 19 carries, 143 yards, a touchdown, two catches for 19 yards. Um, Kentucky wide receiver Barry and Brown, what a day for him. 10 receptions, 145 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, got to go with Georgia defensive back Kamari Lasseter. Two tackles, both of them solos, two tackles for loss, and one pass deflection. Kentucky covered easily, plus 22.5, under 47.5. Number two, Ohio State struggling as well, 43-30 over Maryland in College Park, Maryland. Talia Tagovailoa, 26-36, of 72.2%, 293 yards, two touchdowns, 10 carries, 12 yards, one touchdown, and a fumble. Uh, C.J. Stroud for the Buckeyes, 18-30, of 30, 60%, 241 yards, and a touchdown. The difference in this one, though, again, was a running back. Ohio State running back Dallin Hayden, 27 carries, 146 yards. Three rushing touchdowns here, two catches for 10 yards. Ohio State wide receiver Amika Agbuka, leading receiver here, six catches, 82 yards on the day. And uh, defensively, got to go with uh, Ohio State. Defensive end, Zach Harrison, five tackles, two solos, two sacks, two and a half tackles for loss. Had the game-winning strip sack, forced fumble of Tagovailoa that led to linebacker Steel Chambers, who had uh, four tackles, two solos, and a uh, one-yard fumble returned for a touchdown. Maryland covered, though, plus 26, over 62 and a half, 73 in that one. Number nine, Clemson crushing Miami, 40-10. to 10. DJ Uyunglele, 20 of 22 of 34, 64.7%. 227 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, 19, 17 carries, 89 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Still, uh, DJU having the, the issues with the turnovers, even though they blew them out by 30. Uh, that was, you know, the Clemson defense a lot. But uh, the two turnovers there again for DJ. Got to clean that up. Uh, Miami... They played two quarterbacks, Ja'Curry Brown, 6 of 13, 46.2%, 53 yards a pick, 10 carries, 22 yards. And then Jake Garcia came in for the Canes, 3 of 5, 60%, 15 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. Cade uh, Klubnik came in for Clemson late, 22 of 2, 13 yards, 2 carries for 20 yards. Uh, Clemson running back Will Shipley. Led the game in rushing here, 17 carries, 61 yards, one touchdown, uh, three carries, three receptions for 14 yards. That's uh, leading the game in rushing outside of DJ. Uh, leading the game in receiving Clemson tight end Jake Brittingstool, three receptions for 57 yards. And then defensively, got to go with uh, Miami defensive lineman Akeem Mesador. Five tackles, four solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and a QB hurry. Clemson cover minus 19, um, over 47 and a half. Number 11, Penn State rolling Rutgers 55 to 10. Quarterback Sean Clifford, 17 to 26, 65.4%, 157 yards, a touchdown, seven carries, 35 yards, and a touchdown on the ground as well. Um, Penn State played quarterback Drew Aller late, 5 of 10, 50%, 42 yards, 6 carries, 27 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Rutgers played two quarterbacks as well. Gavin Wimsett, uh, 10 of 29, 34.5%, 122 yards, one touchdown, a pick, and a fumble. 
And then Evan Simon came in. He went 5 of 5 for 13 yards. Penn State running back Katron Allen led the game in rushing. Great day for him. 11 carries, 117 yards, one touchdown, two receptions for 10 yards. Also at the mention, his running mate, Nicholas Singleton there in the Penn State backfield, nine carries, 62 yards, and a fumble. Uh, had one five-yard reception and a 100-yard kick return touchdown as well, a la Saquon Barkley. Uh <laughs> Rutgers wide receiver Sean Ryan led the game in receiving two catches for 76 yards. A lot of defensive performances here. Penn State scored two defensive touchdowns here in this game. Uh, Penn State linebacker Kobe King getting one of them. Six tackles, two solos, and a 14-yard fumble returned for a touchdown. And then also have to mention Penn State safety Jair Brown. Uh, four tackles, two solos, and a 70-yard fumble returned for a touchdown. Penn State cover minus 18 and a half over 45. Penn State by themselves. Louisville upsetting number 24. NC State 25 to 10. Uh, NC State did not have MJ Morris, I guess. Um, so they. They played quarterback Ben Finley, uh, 16 to 35, 45.7%, 201 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Also, Jack Chambers, 207, 28.6%, 13 yards. It's a struggle for the NC State quarterbacks, not named Morris or uh, Leary, who's out for the year there. Louisville also didn't have Malik Cunningham for some reason, uh, but Brock Doman got it done, 12 of 25, 48%, 153 yards. Six carries, 26 yards. It really wasn't him, though. It was Jawar Jordan, the the Cardinals running back here. 16 carries, 105 yards, and a touchdown. One reception for 13 yards, and then a 98-yard kick return touchdown as well. A lot of return touchdowns in college football, defensively and special teams-wise. It was crazy. Again, uh, Saturday scaries. Different kind of feeling uh, this past weekend. But uh, leading the game and receiving here, Louisville wide receiver Tyler Hudson, six catches, 85 yards. And defensively, a lot of great performances here. Who do I even want to pick? I don't even know. Probably got to go with Louisville linebacker Yasir Abdullah, seven tackles, three solos, two and a half sacks, and three tackles for loss. Louisville corner Jarvis Brownlee and linebacker Monty Montgomery both having great games as well. Uh, Louisville, minus four covered under 43 texas crushing kansas 55 to 14 they did have jalen daniels did the jayhawks uh he went 17 to 26 65.4 percent 230 yards two touchdowns at a pick two carries for 12 yards jason bean came in late for him one of three 33.3 percent for 12 yards Quinn Ewers was pretty decent, 12 of 21, 57.1%, 107 yards, a touchdown, two carries, 11 yards. But it was the Bijan Robinson show. Him and Jonathan Brooks both having great days. Uh, but Bijan, career high in rushing yards, 25 carries, 243 yards, four rushing touchdowns, also career high for Bijan. So great way uh, for Texas to uh, try to end the season here on a high note, get to eight, possibly nine wins with the bowl game there. Uh, and they're still alive for the Big 12 title game if they can get a win and a Kansas State loss this weekend. Uh, Bijan 
his running mate there, Jonathan Brooks for Texas, also 11 carries, 108, 108 yards and two touchdowns. And then um, Kansas wide receiver Quentin Skinner, he led the game in receiving, four catches, 98 yards. Defensively, I'm going to go with Texas defensive back Jaron Thompson, four tackles, all of them solos, one tackle for loss, and a pass deflection. Texas covered easily, minus nine, over 63 and a half. South Alabama, the Jags continue to win. They are just praying for a Troy loss uh, this weekend so they can win and get into the Sun Belt Championship game. 27-20 over Southern Miss. Carter Bradley for the Jags there, 15-22, 68.2%. Um, 238 yards, three touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Desmond Trotter came in for him late, 2 of 4, 19 yards, one carry, 18 yards. Trey Lowe for the Eagles there, 18 of 33, 54.5%, 167 yards a pick, 6 carries for 15 yards. Uh, how about the day for South Alabama running back Braylon McReynolds? 15 carries, 100 yards, 3 receptions for 66 yards there. And then Frank Gore Jr., he continues to do everything for the Golden Eagles here. Uh, 20 carries, 66 yards, a rushing touchdown, two receptions, 18 yards, and he threw a 29-yard touchdown pass as well. Southern Miss wide receiver Jason Brownlee continues to have a nice season, seven catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown to lead the game in receiving. And then uh, defensively, want to go with uh, South Alabama safety Yam Banks. Uh, if you're eating some yams this weekend, you can think of Yam Banks for South Alabama. Five tackles, two solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection, and a QB hurry. Southern Miss did cover, though, by the hook. Seven plus seven and a half, over 45 by two. And speaking of Troy, they got the win, 34-16 easily over UL Monroe. Chandler Rogers uh, for the Warhawks there, 17-28, 60.7%, 145 yards, 18 carries, 44 yards, two touchdowns, and a fumble. Uh, Troy, quarterback Gunnar Watson, uh, 10 of 17, 78 yards. Not much for him to do on the day because Kimani Vidal had his back. 29 carries, 242 rushing yards, two touchdowns for him as well. Uh, crazy good day for Vidal there uh, of Troy. Leading receiver in this one, Troy wide receiver Tez Johnson, six catches, 42 yards. And then uh, defensively, got to go with Troy defensive end Antonio Showers. Three tackles, two solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, and a 13-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Troy covered minus 15 over 48 and a half. Number 25, Cincinnati. The Bearcats getting an easy one over Temple, 23-3. Temple quarterback EJ Warner, Kurt Warner's son, 21-36, of 58.3%, 167 yards, two picks, struggled on the day there. So did uh, both of the Cincinnati quarterbacks relatively. Ben Bryant did more than Evan Prater. 9 of 18, 50%, 130 yards, a touchdown. Evan Prater was pretty efficient, though, for the Bearcats. 12 of 17, 70.6%, 127 yards, 9 carries for 24 yards. Cincinnati running back Ryan Montgomery led the game in rushing. 14 carries, 58 yards, a touchdown, and he also had one 13-yard reception. Leading the game and receiving here, Cincinnati wide receiver Trey Tucker, four catches, 78 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, how can I not go with Temple, linebacker, 
Leighton Jordan, six tackles, four solos, two and a half sacks, three and a half tackles for loss, and one pass deflection. Cincinnati covered minus 17, uh, under 49. Iowa keeping their Big Ten championship game hopes alive, 13 to 10. Uh, they need a win this weekend, and they will be in. Otherwise, they are at the hands of Purdue. If uh, Iowa loses to Nebraska and Purdue wins, they would be in. Uh, Spencer Peters here for the Hawkeyes, though. They beat Minnesota 13 to 10. 15 of 24, 62.5%, 221 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Uh, Minnesota quarterback Ethan Kaliak Manis, 7 of 15, 46.9%, 87 yards, a pick, uh, 4 carries for 20, 32 yards. But how about another great performance by a running back this weekend? Loving uh, Minnesota running back Mohamed Ibrahim. 39 carries, 263 yards, a touchdown, a fumble, one catch for seven yards. In a loss, no less. That's uh, pretty pretty tough for Ibrahim to swallow there. Uh, Iowa tight end Sam Laporta led the game in receiving four catches, 95 yards. And then uh, defensively, I'm going to go with Iowa linebacker Jack Campbell, 10 tackles, six solos, one QB hurry, and a pick. Love me some Jack Campbell there. Iowa plus two, under 31.5. That's just ridiculous to go under that number. How about the upset? Georgia Tech 21-17 to over number 13, North Carolina, keeping their bowl game hopes alive. Did the Yellow Jackets, um, unfortunately for them, they play the number one team in the country in Athens, Georgia this weekend. But uh, Drake May, 16-30, to 53.3%, 202 yards a pick. 14 carries, 13 yards. He struggled. Uh, UNC also, to note in this game, they were up 17-0. Tech scored 21 unanswered to win this game. Uh, two quarterbacks here for Georgia Tech. Zach Gibson, 13 of 18, 72.2%, 174 yards. He was the quarterback that ended the game. Uh, also, Taysun Fomachan, uh, 2 of 5, 40%, 13 yards, 1 pick, 10 carries, 44 yards, and a touchdown. UNC running back Elijah Green led the game in rushing 10 carries, 92 yards, two touchdowns, two catches for minus five yards. And then uh, UNC tight end Bryson Nesbitt led the game in receiving four catches, 85 yards. Defensively, got to go with Georgia Tech defensive lineman Keon White. Seven tackles, four solos, three sacks, and four tackles for loss. Georgia Tech plus 21, winning outright under 63 easily. South Carolina, the Gamecocks getting it done in Columbia. Crushing number five, Tennessee, 63-38. to Spencer Rattler had the game of his career between Oklahoma and South Carolina. Best game he's ever played here. 30 of 37, 81.1% completion, 438 yards, six passing touchdowns. Also had five carries for 16 yards. Tennessee played two quarterbacks uh, because, unfortunately, Hendon Hooker going down with the ACL tear. Uh, never like to see that in the game there. 25 of 42, though, 59.5%, 247 yards, three touchdowns, five carries, 25 yards, and a fumble. Joe Milton, the third, came in, four of eight, 50%, one touchdown, uh, two carries, 17 yards. 
the passing yards here for for Milton. Was um, one hundred eight yards there for Joe Milton in in his four passes, uh, but Jabari Small for Tennessee led the game in rushing eleven carries, eighty yards, and a touchdown. You had uh, South Carolina wide receiver Antoine Antoine Wells. Junior lead the game in receiving 11 receptions, 177 yards. Great game for him. He also scored on a three-yard rushing touchdown as well. Um, also, Tennessee wide receiver Cedric Tillman, nine receptions, 81 yards. He scored twice, uh, as did South Carolina wide receiver Josh Van, who had five catches, 78 yards, and the two scores. South Carolina tight end Jaheim Bell, also five catches, 39 yards. He scored twice. Um, and rushed 17 times for 82 yards. South Carolina wide receiver and Joyner, two catches, 13 yards. He had uh, six carries for 21 yards, and he scored two rushing touchdowns as well. Defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Tennessee linebacker Aaron Beasley. Five tackles, three solos, one sack, and three tackles for loss. South Carolina plus 22.5, winning outright over 67, almost by themselves. Boise State going to the Mountain West Championship game as this game was for the Mountain Division there of the Mountain West Conference. Talon Green for the Broncos, 20 of 34, 58.8%, 211 yards, one touchdown, nine carries, 47 yards, and a rushing score as well. Wyoming quarterback Jaden Clemens struggled mightily, 3 of 16, 18.8%, 30 yards, three picks, Seven carries for 26 yards. He got a lot of help from running back Titus Swen. However, 19 carries, 212 yards, one touchdown, one catch for 17 yards. Uh, just was not enough, uh, Swen's 200-yard performance here. But uh, Boise State's running back George Halani also had uh, over 100 yards in this game. 20 carries, 132 yards, a fumble, three catches for nine yards. Boise State wide receiver Billy Bowens led the game in receiving four catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, I got to go with my guy Boise State safety J.L. Skinner. Five tackles, three solos, and two picks out of the three that uh, Clemens threw. Wyoming covered plus 14.5, under 44.5. Arkansas upsetting number 14 Ole Miss, 42-27 drubbing. Jackson Dart, 21-36, 58.3%, 240 yards, a touchdown, a pick, 11 carries, 44 yards, and a fumble. How about the day for K.J. Jefferson, 17-22, 77.3%. The Razorbacks quarterback threw for 168 yards, three touchdown passes, eight carries, 47 yards. But again, it was the running backs. We had three 200-yard rushers in this game. Uh, just ridiculous running back performances on Saturday. Raheem Sanders for Arkansas, 24 carries, 232 yards, three rushing touchdowns, five catches for 29 yards. And how about the two backs for Mississippi? Uh, 20, uh, Quinchot Judkins, the true freshman, 24 carries, 214 yards, a touchdown, a fumble, two catches for 27 yards. And then Zach Evans, 17 carries, 207 yards, and a touchdown as well. 
Ole Miss wide receiver Malik Heath led the game in receiving nine catches, 140 yards, and a touchdown. And then Arkansas wide receiver Matt Landers, three catches, 38 yards, and he scored two out of the three Jefferson touchdown passes. Defensively, I'm going to go with Ole Miss linebacker Ashanti Sistrunk. Eight tackles, three solos, one sack, two and a half tackles for loss. Arkansas covered. It was a pick em game. Uh, over 68 by one. 69 in this game. Oklahoma, 28-13. Upset over number 22, Oklahoma State in the... Um, it's not the Red River Showdown. I am completely blanking on what this rivalry is called. But... Uh, Spencer Sanders for Oklahoma State, 36 of 67, 53.7%, 381 yards, one touchdown, four picks. Terrible day for Sanders there, 17 carries, 42 yards. Dylan Gabriel for the Sooners, 20 of 40, 50% completion, 259 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, six carries, 30 yards, and a rushing score. Oklahoma running back Eric Gray led the game in rushing, 20 carries, 90 yards, one touchdown, three catches for 30 yards as well. Oklahoma State's uh, had two 100-yard receivers there. Uh, wide receiver Brennan Presley, nine catches, 118 yards. And then wide receiver Braden Johnson, seven receptions, 109 yards. A lot of defensive performances here. And I think I'm going to go with uh, Oklahoma defensive lineman Ethan Downs, three tackles, two solos, one sack, one and a half tackles for loss. One pass deflection and three QB hurries. Oklahoma cover minus seven, under 67 and a half. How about this game? Number seven, USC almost assuredly punching their ticket to the Pac-12 title game. Just need a win this weekend. 48-45 over number 16, UCLA. Kayla Williams, 32 of 43, 74.4%, 470 yards. Career high for him. Two touchdowns, a pick, eight carries, 33 yards, and a touchdown there as well on the ground. The night for Dorian Thompson-Robinson, UCLA, it was a valiant effort in a three-point loss. 23 of 38, 60.5%, 309 passing yards, four touchdowns, but he threw three picks. Also, uh, 14 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns on the ground, and a fumble. So he scored six times, but he turned it over four times. Not going to get it done against a quality USC team there. That was really the difference. USC running back Austin Jones. How about the night filling in for the injured uh, Travis Dye? 21 carries, 120 yards, two touchdowns, four catches for 57 yards. Leading receiver in this one, USC wide receiver Jordan Addison returning uh, for his second game, I believe, back. 11 receptions, 178 yards, and a touchdown here. Defensively, uh, oh, also, US, UCLA tight end Michael Ezekiel. How about the night for him? Four catches, 44 yards, three touchdowns on his four catches there. Uh, defensively, got to go with USC defensive back Max Williams. Five tackles, three solos, three pass deflections. Nice night for him, keeping the ball out of the UCLA receiver's hands. USC covered minus 2.5 by the hook. Over 77.5. I think I told you all this game was going to score a lot of points. Uh, 93 in that one. Most ever in the series. Wake Forest. 
45-35 win over Syracuse. Sam Hartman, 30 of 43, 69.8%. 331 yards, four touchdown passes, 13 carries, 44 yards. Nice breezy Saturday for Hartman there. Garrett Schrader for the Qs, 17-31, 54.8%, 324.4 yards, one touchdown, one pick, 10 carries, 24 yards, and a rushing score as well. Nice bounce-back day for uh, Syracuse running back Sean Tucker, 16 carries, 106 yards, two touchdowns. Haven't seen him produce like that in quite a while. The day for uh, Syracuse running back LaQuint Allen, also interesting. Two carries, minus nine yards. Two catches, 50 yards, and a receiving touchdown. And then he threw a 33-yard touchdown as well. The receiving day for A.T. Perry. This is why we love A.T. Perry. Wake Forest, 10 catches, 119 yards, three receiving touchdowns on the day. Defensively, a lot of good performance here. But I got to go with Wake Forest defensive back Brendan Harris. Two tackles, one solo, and a 36-yard pick six. Wake Forest covered by the hook, minus 9.5, over 58.5 easily, 80 in this game. Number 6, LSU, no problem, over UAB, 41-10. to 10. Jaden Daniels, 22-29, 75.9%, 297 yards, a touchdown. Also very good on the ground, 12 carries, 111 yards, and a touchdown. UAB played two quarterbacks, Dylan Hopkins, 14-29, 48.3%, 158 yards, and then Jacob Zeno, Three of six, 50% completion, 53 yards. How about the day for LSU running back Noah Kane? 13 carries, 76 yards, uh, three rushing touchdowns for him, and a six-yard reception as well. John Emery did not have as good of a day. Uh, the Tigers running back, nine carries, 46 yards, one touchdown, but he fumbled it twice. LSU's wide receiver Malik Neighbors led the game in receiving, seven receptions, 129 yards. And defensively, I'm going to go with LSU. Linebacker Harold Perkins Jr., why not him again? Five tackles, three solos, two tackles for loss, and a pass deflection. LSU covered easily, minus 15 over 50 and a half. Uh, by the hook? Yeah, another one by the hook. Number 17, Washington. Uh, another team, no issue in their game. 54 to 7 over Colorado. Michael Penix Jr., 19 of 31, 61.3%, 229 yards, and a touchdown. Washington also playing Dylan Morris there, 4 of 7, 57.1%, 66 yards, a touchdown, a pick, four carries per 32 yards. Colorado played two quarterbacks, JT Shrout, 6 of 18, 33.3%, 120 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And then Drew Carter, 1 of 4, 25%, 3 yards, five carries for 16 yards. Nice day for Washington running back Wayne Talapapa. 11 carries, 107 yards, two rushing touchdowns on the day. Also, Washington uh, running back Cameron Davis, 12 carries, 59 yards. He scored twice as well. Washington wide receiver Jalen McMillan led the game in receiving eight receptions, 98 yards, and a touchdown. Defensively, I'm going to go with Washington linebacker Carson Bruner. Five tackles, four solos, two tackles for loss, and a pass deflection. Washington cover minus 30 and a half over 60 and a half. Guess what? By the hook. <laughs> number 12, Oregon. Massive win over number 10, Utah, 20 to 17. Uh, Bo Nix, 25 of 37, 67.6%, 287 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, was struggling mightily with his injured leg there. 
but uh, got the job done. Folk hero status now does Bo Nix have in Eugene. Cam Rising here, 21 of 38, 5.3%, 107 yards, three picks on the night, really struggled there. Seven carries for 43 yards. Utah running back Tavion Thomas led the game in rushing, 19 carries, 55 yards, also one catch for minus one yard. Uh, Oregon wide receiver Dante Thompson, Dante Thornton led the game in receiving, great game for him, four catches, 151 yards, but he did have two fumbles that uh, gave Utah some some help there. And then uh, Utah, tight end Dalton Kincaid, he's their whole offense pretty much, 11 receptions, 99 yards for him there. Defensively, a uh, whole host of guys there. I, I want to go with two here. Oregon defensive back Bennett Williams, 14 tackles, seven solos, a half a tackle for loss, two picks. And then um, Utah linebacker Kareen Reed, seven tackles, five solos, and an 11-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Really sparked the Utes and helped them get back in this game. Oregon covers, though, minus one, under 61 and a half easily. FCS game of the week, number eight, William & Mary, the, the Tribe getting it done on the road, 37-30-26 over number 11, Richmond. Uh, William & Mary wins the CAA there, the Colonial Athletic Association. Uh, quarterback Reese Udinsky for Richmond, 32-50, of 50, 64.%, 277 yards, two touchdowns. William William & Mary quarterback Darius Wilson, 9 of 13, 69.2%, 227 yards, and a touchdown. Also great on the ground, 6 carries, 42 yards, and 2 rushing touchdowns. Tribe running back Bronson Yoder, 21 carries, 89 yards, 2 rushing touchdowns. Also 1 reception for 0 yards. And uh, leading receiver on the day, Richmond wide receiver Leroy Henley. Uh, nine receptions, 100 yards. No defensive stats to talk about in this one. No turnovers in this game. William & Mary cover, plus one and a half, over 53. In the NFL, the Eagles get to nine and one uh, in a comeback effort. First time coming back from 10 points down since uh, Miracle at the Meadowlands Part 2 Deshaun Jackson returning that punt return touchdown in a 28-point total game effort comeback for Philly. One of the greatest games I've ever watched. Uh, but here, Matt Ryan for the Colts, 23 of 32, 71.9%, 213 yards. Jalen Hurts was Superman in this game. He had to be. He was, he was everything that the Eagles needed. He led them back to the comeback, including scoring the game-winning touchdown. 18-25, 72%, 190-yards a touchdown, 16 carries, 86 yards a touchdown, and a fumble. Uh, Colts running back Jonathan Taylor led the game in rushing, 22 carries, 84 yards uh, a touchdown, and a fumble, three receptions for 10 yards. Uh, that's leading the rushing outside of Jalen Hurts. Uh, Eagles wide receiver Devontae Smith led the game in receiving. Six catches for 78 yards on nine targets. Defensively, I'm going to go with Eagles defensive tackle uh, Milton Williams. Four tackles, two solos, one sack, two tackles for loss, and a QB hit. Colts covered plus six and a half, under 45 and a half. Ravens in a close one over the Panthers, 13 to three. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 24-33, 72.7%, 209 yards and a pick. 
11 carries, 33 yards, and a rushing touchdown. That gave the Ravens the lead that they never gave back. Uh, Panthers, quarterback Baker Mayfield, 21 of 33, 63.6%. 196 yards, two picks, two carries for 12 yards. Ravens running back Kenyon Drake led the game in rushing, 10 carries, 46 yards, two catches for seven yards. And then we had a career day for Ravens wide receiver Demarcus Robinson, nine receptions, 128 yards on nine targets. A lot of great defensive stats in this game because that's just how this game went. I have to go with Ravens linebacker Jason Pierre-Paul, though. Two tackles, both of them solos, one sack, two tackles for loss, one pass deflection, one QB hit, and a pick of Baker Mayfield. Uh, Panthers covered plus 12.5, under 41.5. Falcons edging the Bears out 27-24. Justin Fields 14-21, 66.7%, 153 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. 18 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Marcus Mariota for the Falcons, 13 of 20, 65%, 131 yards, a touchdown, 13 carries, 25 yards, and a rushing touchdown as well. Leading rusher outside of fields here, Bears running back David Montgomery, 17 carries, 67 yards, one rushing touchdown, and three catches for 54 yards. How about the day for uh, Falcons running back Cordero Patterson, 10 carries, 52 yards, a fumble, two receptions for seven yards. And a 103-yard kick return touchdown that uh, made him the all-time uh, kick return touchdown leader in NFL history uh, with nine uh, kick return touchdowns in his career. Uh, tight end Kyle Pitts led the game in receiving for the Falcons in the game. Three receptions, 43 yards on five targets. Defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Falcons defensive end Arnold Ebicady, my guy from Penn State, second-round pick this year of the Falcons. Six tackles, five solos, one sack, two tackles for loss, and a QB hit. Falcons cover minus two by one, over 48.5. Bills in a closer one than it actually was, 31-23 over the Browns. Browns scored late to make it a one-score game. But uh, Jacoby Brissett, great game for him, 28 of 41, 68.3%, 324 yards, three touchdowns, seven carries, 29 yards, and a fumble. Josh Allen did not have that great of a game, didn't rush the ball well because Singletary and Cook got most of the carries there and were effective. But Allen went 18 of 27, 66.7%, 197 yards, a touchdown. Speaking of Devin Singletary, James Cook, they both had the same exact rushing uh, yards, here, but Singletary, 18 carries, 86 yards, a touchdown, two catches for 11 yards, and then Cook, 11 carries, 86 yards. Browns wide receiver Amari Cooper led the game in receiving eight receptions, 113 yards, two touchdowns on 12 targets. Defensively, got to go with uh, Bills linebacker Matt Milano, 12 tackles, eight solos, one sack, three tackles for loss, and a QB hit. Bills, minus 8, pushed uh, over 50. How about the game? This one was so gross. Patriots, though, getting the win 10-3 over the Jets. Uh, Mac Jones, 23 of, 30, 23 of 27, 85.2%, 246 yards. Zach Wilson struggled a lot, 9 of 22, 40.9%, 77 yards, 3 carries for 26 yards. The Jets had two total yards of offense in the second half. 
that's just ridiculous. Uh, Patriots running back Damian Harris led the game in rushing. Eight carries, 65 yards, two receptions for 28 yards. Leading the game in receiving was uh, Patriots wide receiver Jacoby Myers. Four, carry, four receptions, 52 yards on six targets. And then uh, defensively, I'm going to go with uh, Patriots safety Kyle Duggar. Seven tackles, four solos, one sack, two tackles for loss, one pass deflection, and a QB hit. Um, also, the guy that won the game for the Patriots, rookie corner Marcus Jones, fifth-round pick out of Arizona State, I believe. I can't remember. Uh, or no, Houston. Houston. Out of Houston, yeah. 84-yard punt return touchdown. That is why you draft Marcus Jones, though, for his special teams ability. Was electric for the Cougars at uh, Houston. Patriots covered minus 3.5, under 38 easily. Saints getting it done 27-20 over the Rams. Andy Dalton 21-25, 84%, 260 yards, three touchdowns. Great day for the Red Rifle there. Uh, Matthew Stafford got a concussion in this game, but he went 11 of 18, 61.1%. 159 yards, two touchdowns. Bryce Perkins came in for him, struggled a little bit. 5 of 10, 50% completion for 64 yards. Rams running back Cam Akers led the game in rushing. 14 carries, 61 yards. Um, Saints wide receiver Chris Olave had the lead in the game in receiving. Five catches, 102 yards, and a touchdown on six targets. Defensively, um, I think I'm going to go with uh, Saints linebacker Caden Ellis. 11 tackles, 6 solos, 1.5 sacks, 1 tackle for loss, 1 pass deflection, and 2 QB hits. Saints cover minus 2.5 over 39. How about the upset? Lions over the Giants, 31-18. to Daniel Jones... For New York, 27 of 44, 61.4%, 341 yards, one touchdown, two picks, really struggled there. Seven carries, 50 yards, and a rushing touchdown. Jared Goff, 17 to 26, 65.4%, 165 yards for Detroit. Um, Lions running back Justin Jackson led the game in rushing, actually. It was weird to see that. Nine carries, 66 yards, and a uh, one 11-yard reception as well. But it was Jamal Williams that powered the Lions through here. The Lions running back had 17 carries, 64 yards, three rushing touchdowns on the day. Giants wide receiver Wandale Robinson entered in this game but did lead the game in receiving nine receptions, 100 yards on 13 targets. Great day for him uh, besides the injury there. Darius Slayton for the Giants also double-digit targets. Five catches, 86 yards on 10 targets. Defensively, got to go with uh, Lions defensive tackle, Aleem McNeil. Four tackles, three solos, one sack, three tackles for loss, three QB hits. Lions plus three over 44 and a half. Commanders winning again, 23 to 10. They are now over 500 over the Texans. Taylor Heineke, 15 to 27, 55.6%, 191 yards. Davis Mills struggled 19 of 33, 57.6%, 169 yards, two picks, five carries, 10 yards, and a touchdown. Antonio Gibson, the commander's running back, led the game in rushing 18 carries, 72 yards, three receptions for 31 yards. 
Texans wide receiver Brandon Cooks led the game in receiving, though, three receptions, 70 yards on six targets. Defensively, great performances here. Two guys I want to point out. Washington corner Kendall Fuller, four tackles, two solos, one pass deflection, 37-yard pick, six. And then how about the day for Commander's defensive tackle Jonathan Allen, three tackles, all of them solos, two sacks, three tackles blocks, four QB hits. Commanders covered easily, minus three, under 41. Raiders finally getting a comeback of their own after letting up a couple this year. 22-16 over the Broncos in overtime. Derek Carr, 23 of 37, 62.2%, 307 yards, two touchdowns. Russell Wilson, 24 of 31, 77.4%, 247 yards. Running back Josh Jacobs back to his old self. 24 carries, 109 yards in this one. Three catches, 51 yards. And uh, how about the vintage game for Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams? Seven receptions, 141 yards. Two touchdowns, including the game winner where he's wide open. 13 targets for uh, Tay in this game. Defensively, got to go with... Raiders defensive end Max Crosby, six tackles, five solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and three QB hits. Raiders plus two and a half, under 41 and a half. Bengals in a close one over the Steelers, 37 to 30. Joe Burrow was great, 24 39, 61 and a half percent, 355 yards, four touchdowns, two picks. Kenny Pickett looked a lot better in this game, 25 of 42. 59.5%, 265 yards, one touchdown, two carries for 14 yards. Pittsburgh finally getting their offense. Uh, clicking a little bit more in this one. Najee Harris led the game in rushing, 20 carries, 90 yards, two touchdowns, four receptions for 26 yards on six targets. Samaje Pirine for the Bengals had an increased workload. Joe Mixon going down in this game, 11 carries, 30 yards, four receptions, 52 yards, three receiving touchdowns in this one. Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins was uncoverable in this one. Nine receptions, 148 yards on 13 targets. And then uh, Steelers tight end Pat Fryermuth also double-digit targets. Eight receptions, 79 yards on 12 targets. Defensively, uh, got to go with Bengals defensive end Trey Hendrickson. Five tackles, four solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, one pass selection, four QB hits. T.J. Watt also. Great gay for him. Uh, ridiculous interception that he had. Bengals cover minus three and a half over 39 and a half easily. 67 in that one. How about the blowout of the of the weekend? Cowboys 40 to three over the Vikings. Dak Prescott 22 of 25, 88%, 276 yards, two touchdowns, three recept three carries, 16 yards. Uh, Cooper Rush came in for him late, 4 of 5, 80%, 31 yards. Vikings quarterback Kirk Cousins, 12 of 23, 52.2%, 105 yards and a fumble. Nick Mullins came in for him late, 5 of 7, 71.4%, 54 yards. How about the game for Tony Pollard? 15 carries, 80 yards, 6 receptions, 109 yards, 2 touchdowns on 6 targets, uh, 189 total yards on 21 touches is a hell of a day there. And then how about the uh, return of Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott, 15 carries, 42 yards. Not great there, but he did score two touchdowns and had a five-yard reception. Leading the game in receiving, Cowboys wide receiver 
C.D. Lamb, five receptions, 45 yards on five targets. And then defensively, amazing game for Cowboys linebacker Micah Parsons. Four tackles, all of them solos, two sacks, one tackle for loss, five quarterback hits, and a forced fumble as well. Cowboys covered easily, minus two, under 48.5. Sunday Night Football Chiefs in the comeback, 30-27 to over the Chargers. Patrick Mahomes was great, 20 of 34, 58.8%, 329 yards, three touchdowns, four carries for 23 yards. Justin Herbert had a, a bad pick there. Uh, not really, it was a tipped ball, but 23 of 36, 76.7%, 280 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick, five carries for 17 yards as well. Chiefs rookie running back Isaiah Pacheco, great night for him, 15 carries, 107 yards. Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey led the game in receiving six catches, 115 yards, three touchdowns on 10 targets. And then uh, Chargers wide receiver Joshua Palmer also over 108 receptions, 106 yards, two touchdowns on 10 targets as well. Defensively, got to go with Chiefs defensive tackle Chris Jones, five tackles, all of them solos, two sacks, three tackles for loss, four QB hits on Herbert. Chargers did cover, though, plus five and a half over 53. NFL news, uh, uh, we, got, we got some college stuff. Uh, EA Sports, college football is what they're calling it. That is set to debut uh, summer 2024, so make sure you look at, out for that, the, uh, the reboot of EA Sports uh, NCAA football franchise will not be called NCAA because of copyright, but um, it will be called EA, EA Sports College Football there. Uh, I mentioned Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. He is out for the season, torn ACL there. Terrible news for the Vols. Uh, NFL news here. We have the 28 Hall of Fame semifinalists announced for the class of 2023. They are corner Eric Allen, who played for the Eagles, Saints, and Raiders. Uh, defensive end Jared Allen. Chiefs, uh, Vikings, Bears, and Panthers for him. Offensive tackle Willie Anderson playing for the Bengals and the Ravens. Safety Rondé Barber played for the Bucks his whole career. Wide receiver Anquan Bolden playing for the Cardinals, Ravens, 49ers, and Lions. Wide receiver Henry Ellard played for the LA Rams, uh, the Washington Redskins, and the Patriots. Guard Jari Evans, he is one of five first ballot Hall of Fame uh, semifinalists playing for the Saints and the Packers. Linebacker London Fletcher, playing for the St. Louis Rams, the Bills, and the uh, Redskins. Defensive end Dwight Freeney, also a first ballot guy, played for the Colts, Chargers, uh, San Diego Chargers, Cardinals, Falcons, Seahawks, and the Lions. Linebacker James Harrison, also a first ballot Hall, uh, semifinalist. Played for the Steelers twice, uh, the Bengals and the Patriots. Safety Rodney Harrison, San Diego Chargers and the Patriots. Wide receiver, kick returner, and punt returner, Devin Hester, all-time leading returner uh, until Cordero Patterson broke it, uh, broke his record there. But um, playing for the Bears, Falcons, Ravens, and Seahawks. Wide receiver, Torrey Holt, playing for the St. Louis Rams and the Jags. Wide receiver Andre Johnson playing for the Texans, Colts, and Titans. Corner Albert Lewis playing for the Chiefs and the L.A. slash Oakland Raiders. 
Defensive end, Robert Mathis, playing for the Colts his whole career. Corner, Darrell Rivas, a first ballot semifinalist, playing for the Jets uh, twice, the Bucks, Patriots, and the Chiefs. Wide receiver, Steve Smith Sr., playing for the Panthers and the Ravens. Running back, Fred Taylor, playing for the Jags and the Patriots. Offensive tackle, Joe Thomas, also a first ballot semifinalist, playing for the Browns his whole career. Linebacker Zach Thomas uh, played for the Dolphins and the Cowboys. Wide receiver Heinz Ward playing for the Steelers his whole career. Linebacker Demarcus Ware playing for the Cowboys and the Broncos. Running back Ricky Waters played for the 49ers, Eagles, and Seahawks. Wide receiver Reggie Wayne playing for the Colts his whole career. Defensive tackle Vince Wolfork playing for the Patriots and the Texans. And then uh, linebacker Patrick Willis played for the 49ers his whole career. And safety Darren Woodson playing with the Cowboys his entire career. So a great class here. Uh, 28 guys got to whittle that down for their finalists. I believe there's 15 finalists that they they uh, they whittle that down to. And then um, we will get the class announcement at NFL Honors um, coming up in February. But uh, I do like a lot of the guys here. Uh, I, I just think that uh, out of the five first ballot guys, Joe Thomas has a really good shot, um, as does Darrell Revis, I think, uh, as the quote-unquote best players of their time in the league. Um other guys that I think have a good opportunity are uh, Willie Anderson, one of the best tackles of all time, and uh, Torrey Holt, obviously, on the uh, greatest show on turf, uh, the only one really to knock it in from that offense there. Um, I think Rodney Harrison has a great shot getting in, um, as does Steve Smith Sr., uh, he might have to wait a little bit longer, though. Um, Reggie Wayne, I think, also is a good opportunity for him to get in here. Uh, the NFL also announcing its 2022 Art Rooney Sportsmanship Award. Um nominees here they are uh in alphabetical order by team cardinals safety buddha baker falcons defensive tackle grady jarrett ravens defensive tackle calais campbell bills linebacker von miller panthers punter johnny hecker bears safety deandre houston carson Bengals defensive tackle bj hill uh browns running back nick chubb cowboys quarterback dak prescott Broncos corner Pat Sertan the second, Lions wide receiver Khalif Raymond, Packers running back Aaron Jones, Texans linebacker Jerry Hughes, Colts defensive tackle DeForest Buckner, Jags wide receiver Christian Kirk, Chiefs linebacker Nick Bolton, Raiders defensive end Max Crosby, Chargers running back Austin Eckler, Rams wide receiver Cooper Cup, Dolphins fullback Alec Ingold, Vikings running back Dalvin Cook. Uh, Patriots center David Andrews, Saints tackle Ryan Ramchick, Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, Jets tackle Dwayne Brown, 
Eagles tackle Lane Johnson. Steelers linebacker Alex Highsmith. 49ers fullback Kyle Juszczyk. Seahawks tight end Will Disley. Bucks linebacker Levante David. Titans running back Derrick Henry. And Commanders wide receiver Terry McLaurin. So very proud of all those men for their efforts uh, in sportsmanship, keeping the game uh, fair and uh, equal there. Other general news here. The free agent wide receiver, Odell Beckham Jr., he is planning to visit with both the Cowboys and the Giants after Thanksgiving. Those two teams play, obviously, on Thanksgiving in the afternoon slate. So we'll see uh, what comes of those meetings with those two teams. Broncos head coach Nathaniel Hackett, he is giving play-calling duties up to quarterback co coach uh, Clint Kubiak. So we'll see how that changes the Denver offense, see if they can somehow turn their season around. Still uh, just a couple of games out of the playoff picture here. A lot of quarterback news this week. Commanders, they are moving forward with quarterback Taylor Heineke as their starter. The Falcons are doing the same with Marcus Mariota. Um, both of those guys keep winning, so uh, and both teams are in the playoff hunt, so no need to change quarterbacks there. Texans, they may make a change at quarterback, though. Kyle Allen is Davis Mills' backup, so we'll have to wait and see what head coach Lovey Smith does this weekend. Um, Jets also could make a quarterback change. Robert Sala, head coach of the Jets, not, making, not committing to... Uh, Kyle Allen, or to to Zach Wilson as his uh, starter. So we'll have to see if it's Joe Flacco, Mike White, or Zach Wilson this weekend. Panthers, though, they are changing quarterbacks, switching uh, from Baker Mayfield to Sam Darnold, who is now healthy after his ankle injury. So Sam Darnold, your starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers this weekend. Cowboys, left tackle Tyron Smith. He is uh, working his way back from injury. He, uh, owner Jerry Jones, said he will return to his left tackle spot. Uh, tackle Tyler Smith will move back to guard once Tyron returns. The Eagles, uh, they play Sunday Night Football against the Packers in Philly this weekend. They are debuting their alternative black helmets. Uh, their alternate black helmets are uh, going to look very good with their all-black uniform, wearing black pants, black jerseys. Black helmets, everything. Blackout in Philly on Sunday night. Going to be great look for them. Uh, NFI activations. Lions wide receiver Jamison Williams, their rookie first-round pick. They opened his practice window, so hopefully he will get a couple games here uh, in his rookie season. And, hey, what you know, if the Lions keep winning, man, we might see him in the playoffs. <laughs> Why not? IR activations here. Uh, the Panthers got safety Jeremy Tin back for their game this weekend. So did the Lions wide receiver DJ Chark. Bucks running back Gio Bernard activated from IR. Uh, the Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase, they activated his practice window. So we'll see if he plays this weekend or not. And Commanders defensive end Chase Young uh, on the cusp of his window expiring. They activated him from IR. So we'll see if he plays or not this weekend. Uh, guys placed on IR, though, Commanders running back J.D. McKissick. He is out for the season with a neck injury. Patriots punter Jake Bailey also placed on IR, as was Chargers kicker Dustin Hopkins. Uh, Patriots replacing Bailey with Michael Pilardi. And the Chargers moving forward with Dicker the kicker, Cameron Dicker, um, 
in LA. A lot of injuries here. Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard. Update on him being on IR. He is expected to return during the regular season and uh, not just the playoffs. So we'll see Goddard back in uh, in Philly in just a few short weeks here. Uh, also with the Eagles defensive tackle Jordan Davis, he has a chance to return when he is first eligible. That is uh, December 4th against the Titans in Philly. Will uh, be a massive boost if they can get him back against Derrick Henry. Rams, wide receiver Cooper Cup, update on his injury. Expected to miss six to eight weeks after ankle surgery. Um, so, you know, may not return for this season. I don't think he will. The Rams are currently three and seven, not in the playoff picture right now. So, be tough for uh, Cup to return quickly enough for the Rams to, uh, for him to play this season. Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson, he has a mild turf toe injury. Didn't really halter him uh, this weekend but what we'll the monitor that going forward rams quarterback matthew stafford he uh went out of that game on sunday with a concussion so we'll have to see what his status is coming up this weekend uh patriots center david andrews he uh has a potentially season ending thigh injury uh could return late <clears throat> this season though or the playoff um if the patriots can get there so let the wait and see on that one Eagles defensive tackle Marlon Tui Pelotu placed on IR last week. He is expected to miss the rest of the season. He tore his meniscus. Vikings off to tackle Christian Derisaw. Uh, he also went out with a concussion this past weekend. So he is out for Thanksgiving night. And uh, we'll have to see if he can come back the following week with a long break there. Giants wide receiver Wandale Robinson. He is out for the season. Torn ACL. Terrible news for the Giants. Receiving court just keeps getting thinner and thinner there in New York. Also, bad news for the Giants corner Adoree Jackson. He is out four to six weeks. MCL sprain there. Falcons tight end Kyle Pitts placed on IR today. He tore his MCL. He is out for the season. Saints defensive end Peyton Turner. He is week to week. He has a low ankle sprain, so best case scenario for the uh, Saints DN there. Broncos running back Chase Edmonds. He is out multiple weeks. He has a high ankle sprain. Uh, so it's interesting there what the Broncos are going to do behind uh, Latavius Murray with uh, the, re- the waving of Melvin Gordon. Bears quarterback Justin Fields. He is day-to-day. He has a shoulder injury. He dislocated his non-throwing left shoulder against the Falcons. Played through it, uh, but day-to-day with that injury there. Chargers wide receiver Mike Williams, he re-aggravated his high ankle sprain. Uh, Brandon Staley said it's not significant injury, so we'll have to wait and see if Mike Williams can play this weekend. Transactions. Uh, I mentioned Broncos, they waived running back Melvin Gordon. Interesting move there. The Patriots also waving running back J.J. Taylor. And the Rams today waived running back Daryl Henderson Jr., so Cam Akers set to be the bell cow there in L.A., uh, all three good running backs there on the open market. Gordon and Taylor cleared waivers, so um, they are now free agents. Henderson currently on waivers. Let's we'll see if he gets claimed by anyone. Standings here. I was the only one that got a win last week. The Eagles uh, lost on Monday night, and then the uh, Titans beat the Packers. I lone wolfed the Titans on Thursday night and got the win, so I moved back ahead of Mark by one game, 14-8. and eight. Mark... 13-9 and nine there. Logan, he is now uh, seven games back, 11-11, and 11, 500 for him. And Peter just continues to be under 500 
9 and 13 there. He is five games back. Uh, three games back for Logan there. So, Monday Night Football yesterday, we did have uh, the 49ers. Everyone uh, picked them. We will uh, break that game down on the Football Friday show like we usually do, not tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to get that breakdown on Monday. All got the win, though, so good for us. Uh, Niners, 10-point favorites at the Cardinals. Really liked the offense going into that. No Kyler Murray for Arizona. It was going to be a tough thing uh, in Mexico City for the Cards to handle, and it was a lot. Thanksgiving, though, we have three games to pick, and uh, we're all on Buffalo traveling back to Detroit um, for this one. Now, the Lions surprised the Giants last week in MetLife Stadium, but I don't think they're going to surprise the Bills. The Bills know how to play in Detroit now. They they kept they, they took the visitors' locker room, did the visitors' sideline and everything like that uh, to prepare themselves for this game so they have continuity. Uh, going back to Detroit just a few short days after they left. But, um, yeah, we all like Buffalo. I think Josh Allen's going to play a lot better. The Detroit defense uh, has been susceptible to the pass this year. And maybe, uh, I mean, the Detroit defense overall has not been very good. But uh, I think that uh, the Bills are going to roll over the lines in this one and have a nice day on Thanksgiving. The total for this game here is uh, 54. So I think I like the over in that game there. A lot of points scored in the early window. Uh, that's 12.30 p.m. on uh, CBS is this one. Nine and a half it is now at for Buffalo. The afternoon game here, it is a NFC matchup, NFC East matchup. Giants at the Cowboys. Giants reeling, coming off the loss against Detroit. Back on uh, there on the road this week in Dallas. Cowboys getting nine and a half here now. Look, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take one for the team. Uh, I I do think the Cowboys will probably win this game, but why not the Giants? They're both seven and three. Uh, Cowboys feeling themselves after that domination over the vikings but the giants are reeling they need some help at wide receiver don't know who it's going to come from maybe odell beckham jr um but not during this game however and i think they're going to lean on saquon they're going to run him a lot catch him a lot and uh saquon's going to be the factor in this game that that changes it up and uh, the giants somehow are going to win this game on thanksgiving over under here is 45 and a half I am going to go under that. I think both defenses play well. It's a low-scoring game. This one's at 430 on Fox. And then final game of the night, uh, Thursday night game here, Patriots at the Vikings. We're all on Minnesota. They got to bounce back after that showing at home against the Cowboys. And the Patriots eking one out against the, the Jets there. I just think that... Um, the Vikings are the better team overall. The Patriots' defense is very good, 
but uh, I think the Vikings are going to be able to get them. The passing attack is going to be the difference for Minnesota, and uh, the Vikings defense is going to get enough stops. Mac Jones, not that elite. So um, I think Minnesota can get this done at home here uh, on Thanksgiving night. Two and a half here for Minnesota. I like that spread. And over-under is 42 and a half. Um, again, I think it just go, goes just under. Maybe we get to 40 points, uh, 38 to 40, something in that range, I think is going to be a nice number. Uh, so under 42 and a half for me. And then this one is at 820 on NBC Thanksgiving night. Next Monday, not Tuesday, but next Monday, we will be back. Um, actually, it will be a Tuesday show. My bad. It, it, uh, it will have to be a Tuesday show because I will not be available for a Monday show, flying back on Monday. But uh, next Tuesday, we will be talking uh, NFL Week 13, Week 12, uh, closeout with the Monday night game Steelers at the Colts and the Week 13 kickoff Patriots hosting the Bills. Um, and as always, we will get you caught up with all the, uh, college football and NFL game recaps from the weekend and, uh, have all the latest NFL news injury wise and whatnot. Don't forget to follow us on all our social media, um, at FAA podcast on Instagram and Twitter at FAA underscore bets is our betting account. And then FAAPodcast.com is our website. Make sure to go on there. Check out our new uh, Thanksgiving Day uh, designs for this year. And, uh, again, I'll say this on Friday probably too, but happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I really appreciate it. Make sure you check us out here on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you all for watching. Happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you on Friday.